0: And welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology Podcast. This is your host, Meryl Vandermova, and today in episode 156, we're going to be talking about ebook creators that you can use in your homeschool. This episode is going to be airing in November. Uh, that is straight after November the, one, the November the 1st, which happens to be National Authors Day. And of course, November is also the month of Nana Rimo which is the National Novel Writing Month. And you've probably heard about this, the idea being that you take November and write a novel. Uh, You can go and sign up on their site, which is um, NaNoWriMo, and there is a special one for under 18-year-olds. So if you're going to get your kids involved in this, which is obviously a big project, not necessary to do um, for what I'm going to be talking about today, but if you do decide this will be fun to do as a family, um, then the the link for that is ywp.nanorimo.org. I will have the link to this in the show notes. Um, the show notes are at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com, but you could also just go and look it up. If you get onto NaNoWriMo's site, you will be able to find the youth one from there. So let's get back to what we're going to be talking about: ebook creators. Now you might be thinking, well. My kids are never going to be writing a book. This is going to be totally irrelevant. But please don't quit. Just stay and listen because maybe they could write a book and you will see there are some good reasons for doing this. So why might you decide to get your kids to create an ebook? Because that's what we're going to talk about, ebooks. Well, it is a project and it's a project that can be shared. So you know, whenever you give your kids something to do that they can actually show someone else that has some kind of purpose beyond just doing it as homework for mom, they are likely to put more time and effort into this. You know, it's something that can span. um, They're not likely to sit down and do it in one go. They're probably going to have to do some research depending on what what you um, write the book about. But it's going to take some time. It's going to have a number of different components. They're going to learn how to be using tech. And this is no matter what age. I mean, you could do this from kindergarten where you might have to sit and help a lot more all the way through to a senior in high school. But they're gonna need to learn to use the tech. They're gonna need to learn to do research um, unless it's just gonna be creative writing. In which case, if they're doing creative writing in either one, in fact, they're gonna have to plan it out. So it's really good for planning skills. They have to decide what's going to be on each page. And they're gonna be using creativity because they are going to want to illustrate it in some way or other, and that's going to help them be creative. I use it in, in three of my online classes. I use it in the Writing Fund class, which is for fifth through eighth grade, and they um, they do have some kind of prompt, I can't remember what it is now, and they create books and then they read each other's. Um I also use it in two of my high school classes. One is the World Geography class. Um, and again I'll have links to these classes as well in the show notes. So in case this sounds like something that your your children would like to sign up for. The um and the high school ones are both for, for credit obviously. The one um high school in the geography one they actually create a book on an Asian country. I can't remember exactly they, they have a certain number of choices, I think, for that one. I think it's no, I think, in fact, it's actually Eastern Europe. Um, that I do, I do this one, it's Eastern Europe, and then in the US history class, they write it on one of the um, reformers during um, the progressive era. So again, they get a list. They each choose a different one. And so they are writing children's books. Both of these in the high school classes, they are writing a book for children. So the idea is they have to research the country and figure out what are the most interesting and important things that a, um, a, a younger child should be learning about this country or, in the case of history, about the reformer. So they're going to be making a picture book. And so they're going to be researching to find what they need, and then they're going to actually write it. So again, as I said it compass- encompasses a lot of different skills. So now let's talk about the actual um, ebook creators that you could use, and there are many out there. These are the ones that I am, in some way or other, familiar with. I do follow a lot of school teachers who are very good with tech, and most of what I learn is is um, from them. And so these are ones that I have largely learned about over the years through them. I haven't used them all myself, but some of these keep coming up when I'm listening to different podcasts. The first one is Google Docs. This one um, is obviously the most familiar. And as I don't, can't remember enough I said it, but everything is free that I'm talking about, or they have a free version. So you wouldn't be paying for anything here. So Google Docs, I think most people are familiar with, and it's going to be your least exciting, but maybe also the... The most accessible, so you could always start small and just try a Google Docs one. It does have built-in formatting capabilities, obviously. Um, you can design a cover for for your ebook and put it on the front page. So you, that one, you might want to go and design, use something else to design it. Um, even if you're using Google Drawings or maybe you use a photograph that somebody's taken, then you can use the title element to actually put the title on your ebook and have a title page. And then you're going to be using the headings. Um, f- you know, if you're going to be having it broken up into different chapters, you can put page numbers on it. You can incorporate graphics, all those different things. It even has a um, a table of contents at the beginning uh, that you can you can insert. Under insert, you'll see there's an option to insert a table of contents. And if you're using uh, headers, it will automatically bring those in and even put the right page numbers on it for you. And all these things is fairly easy to to just to Google to find out how to do it if it's not obvious uh, from inside Google Docs. So it's it's a way that you can fairly easily get them up and going. And when you're done, you could either share it as a link, um, as a Google Doc, or you could actually export it as a PDF and then share it as a PDF, which kind of looks neater. And um, that's, you know, the way that then you could share it out with family and friends to show what your child has produced. The next one I want to tell you about is called Write Reader, W-R-I-T-E, Reader, and why it's called Write and Reader is because you can actually um, let it read a book back. Now, this one I think is better for younger kids. Um, There's a free version. You sort of sign up, I think, as a teacher in this one, and you get 60 books. So that's quite a lot. It's more than you or your children are going to write. And the idea is that you could write it for your kids, and they could read it aloud. So this is something you could might even be able to convince grandparents to get involved doing to write a book for their grandkid. And they could read it, and um, the child can actually hear the voice. Uh, I think this is one of those. Sometimes I've written myself notes, but they all kind of flow into each other. You'll see a lot of them have very similar capabilities. One thing that Write Reader has is it has writing prompts. So if you're struggling to think, what can my child write about? It does have a lot of ideas that you can give them. You could just tell them one specific prompt or you could give them choices. They also incorporate speech bubbles. So um, for younger children, they could just have mainly pictures on it and then with speech bubbles and not have to do too much writing. They don't have to use it, but they do have those capabilities. Also, there are templates, so you can write a template book. So you could say, um, write a book about my favorite uh, field trip or something. And if good number of children. As each kid gets old enough, you could give it to them and say, right, here you go, here's your template, now you fill it in. So they then put in maybe their own pictures that they took, and they put in their own memories and their own version of it. But you kind of give an outline that they fill in, so that's less daunting than just a blank page where they don't know where to start. So I, I like their templates. The next one is the one that I have actually used, and it's called Story Jumper. It's the one that I use with all my students, Um, again, it's free to use, and this one, you have to pay if you want to publish it as a book or even as a PDF. Uh, But it's not, um, you don't have to pay anything if you just share it, and you can have as many as you like, and you just share it as a link so that's what we use so when the kids are finished and storyjumper.com um, when the students are finished they just post links i use padlet to post all the links on and then they can all go and re- reach others plus they can share that link with friends and family sometimes i will share the best ones on social media because i just think that they're some of them are so cool and they really would be great for um, parents with younger kids to be using uh, to teach the kids about uh, a foreign country. It's, it's just great. And most of these sites, by the way, obviously not Google, um, Google Docs, but do have books that have been published on the site that you can go and find. And so it is a way where you can find free reading materials for your children. Now, jumper has a couple of different elements, and I'm going to share a YouTube video on the show notes. If you want to go and look at it, you'll see them actually show you how to get going with it. But you can put text, obviously, on the page. Props, which are could be everything from, you know, a tree or a chair, whatever it is. Scenes. Again, you pick your different scenes, and there's lots of options. Then you can design your own characters, and it's one of those where you can sort of choose the nose and choose the hair. So it makes it fun too, but you can pick and so you can make a character that perhaps looks like yourself to be the person explaining whatever it is. You can also add photos, they have a photo library, but you can also upload your own, which means you can also go and design your own graphics offline and uh, not offline, but somewhere else and then bring it and add it in here. And then they have audio, uh, both sound effects and you can record your voice reading. So this is also one of those where you can actually record yourself. Uh, I think it's pretty easy to use. Um, my students, none of them have complained and I I've got both middle and high schoolers using it. None of them have come to me and said we need help. I, I think I share the video that I'm going to share with you and leave them to their own devices and they're all turn out books. The next one is called Book Creator. This is the one that I've heard teachers talk most about. They're constantly coming back to Book Creator and it allows 40 books free. I'm assuming most of these teachers actually use a paid version. Um, so I wouldn't use that one because you I'm not sure that you can just sign up as a student. obviously as a parent you can but you know for my classes I need to be able to, the kids to create more than 40 books which is why I think Story jumper works so well for me. And if any of these kids really think they've done a great job, um, they can actually pay it's not too expensive to save it as a PDF. I think it's like 299 if they did actually want to save it as a PDF. So there is that that option as well. Um, But then Book Creator, uh, it allows, it's one thing that is different to the others, has a thing called, it's got a lot of the same features, all the same where you can like bring in your characters and speech bubbles and things like that, but it has got auto draw, which means you can draw directly into Book Creator. So if your child fancies themselves as an artist or you can challenge them to, they can draw their own graphics. If they're not really good and they start to like draw a bicycle, it will say, is this what you're trying to draw? And it will show them the choice of a bicycle. And you can just go with the one that has already been drawn in Book Creator. So I think that's kind of fun. Um, You can also embed all kinds of content into Book Creator, things like Google Maps, YouTube videos, PDFs, spreadsheets. Uh, So I think that that makes it, if you're wanting a very interactive type of book, Got older kids who are going to be using this. This can be really cool. So I, I think I might be starting to want to dabble with Book Creator because I really do like the idea of it being so interactive. When you are finished using it, um, you either can use a link, or you can save it as a PDF or you can save it as an EPUB. And that makes it easy to actually publish and sell on Apple Books. So again, if your child really does a good job and you want to actually try and sell it, you could do that. You can see a lot of example books on read.bookcreator.com. And they have it like for different ages and you can see how they will turn out. Most of them also will have examples, so you can go and have a look at all those. And the final one I want to talk to you about is Canva. Now I've talked about Canva a lot in a lot of different episodes, um, and I'd never even thought about creating an ebook out of Canva. Now it's it's a graphic design program that's very easy to use, but yesterday I was listening to a podcast and they mentioned it as a way to create ebooks, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> let's go and take a look. And lo and behold, you can it actually has a landing page, canva.com slash create slash ebooks, which I will put in the show notes as well. So if you actually go there, and then um, I actually found that the templates didn't take me to really ebook templates, so I actually just typed in on the templates ebooks, and then it came up with various different ebook versions, and you've got like a front page and a back page, and then the text for the middle. So you just kind of pick something that looks good, and then you can alter it. So it's, I would say Canva is good for an older student who is already familiar with Canva. I wouldn't use that for younger children. Obviously, it's it's very flexible, so it might end up being the most flexible and the most professional looking. So somebody who's really good with graphics and particularly who knows Canva, um, that would be a good option. Then while I was uh, playing around before I actually recorded this, I also discovered that you can take what you create on Canva, export it as a PDF or any other PDFs, you can turn it into a flip book now if you don't know what flip book is it's one of those online ebooks that you like actually turn and it makes a sound like you're flipping the page on the book and i found um i I tried various different websites and i haven't actually tried this myself but i was reading about it and hey zines h-e-y-z-i-n-e.com allows you to do five free what I couldn't, from what I gather from what it is, because I haven't actually tried it, is that you share it as a link once you've done it. Um, I don't think you can download it unless you pay for uh, the full version or one of the paid versions. But for free, you can actually upload a PDF. So, of course, I'm going to have to try that fairly soon because I always love to dabble in the new tech. And so you can take your PDF, upload it, um, and it will be a flipbook. Now, by the way, Story Jumper does essentially create a flipbook. Um, it does make those sounds as you turn the page and I'm guessing Book Creator, which I haven't actually tried. Well, I tried one out am so trying I think I think it also does that. So uh, if you're wanting that just in an easy fashion, look at Story Jumper and Book Creator. But if you want something, you know, um, sort of more professional looking, then you could do something like Canva and turn it into it. Well, I really hope that this has made you excited and realize that this is a really fun way to give your child a project. Um, so it'll just go beyond your typical write a report instead of them writing a report about a country get them to create a book that they can actually share and you know you could share it in your homes if you have belonged to like a homeschool group or something and you've got a way of sharing things you could share this so that younger parents could use it with their children I do also use the project of creating a book in some of Funder Fund Academy who is our show sponsor in some of their unit studies. Um, I create some of the unit studies and some others do, but every so often we do actually make that the challenge because at the end of every module there is a challenge for the students and we do sometimes ask them to actually create a little book to show what they've learned about whatever it is in that in that particular unit study. Um, So again, if this kind of sounds fun to you and you don't want to be doing it all yourself and just want it already done, do take a look at Funda Funda Academy classes, both the full-length ones, which are mainly for middle and high school, and the short version ones, which are the unit studies, which are for fourth through eighth grade. Most of them, there are a few that are for older as well. Well, I hope that you enjoyed all this and You will give us a rating and review, share this with a friend, tell somebody else about the podcast so that they can also learn how to be better with tech while they are homeschooling. I will see you again, same time, same place, next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermeer.